GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thank you for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. We are live from Little Rock in Casemates on the eve of the budget when the Chief Minister takes to Parliament to tell us what to expect from the coming financial year and also to tell us what sort of a year it's been for public finances and we've already had some strong indicators. Uh, Let's say good afternoon to Wendy Cumming of the Gibraltar General and Clerical Association, the GGCA Union. Um, Welcome uh, to our live coverage from Casemates. Um, What sort of things are important for the civil service who you principally represent um, in uh, in the budget? Um, well, I think it's, uh, it's no surprise. I mean, we have been uh, consistently talking about the cost of living, um, you know, and, and how that, um, you know, interrelates with the massive, um, you know, raise in inflation. Um, for us, I think, most importantly, how that has impacted, um, I think, our entry grades within the civil service, you know, our AAs and our AOs. Um, when you think that um, the starting point salary for an AA is 19,000 and the top of the scale for an administrative officer, which is the scale above, is somewhere around 31,000. And you look at the fact that we haven't had a cost of living raise now for four, for four consecutive years um, and that there's been an you know, overall an inflationary raise um, you know, over these four years of, of I think, about 27%, if I uh, recall from that report. Um, you know, you, it, it's obvious that um, you know, some of those workers are struggling to make ends meet and that they might not make it comfortably even you know, at all to the end of the month. Okay, so if um, some of our viewers or listeners have just joined us, what uh, you're referring to there is an an economic report commissioned by Unite the Union that shows that in real terms, average public sector pay has declined since 2011 when the GSOP Liberals took office. That's the window of time uh, assessed by this report, um, which also makes the case for the public sector uh, not being bloated by comparison to other developed countries um, uh, in the OECD club of developed countries uh, and uh, the amount of spending that goes on the public sector pay uh, has fallen from 12% of the size of the economy in 2011 to 9% now uh, and that's principally a function of course of the economy growing so there being more money in the economy more productivity um, and wages according to this Unite the Union report haven't gone up proportionate to that. Um, I've got some counterpoints from the Office of the Chief Minister, but let me first ask you for uh, for your reflection on this comparison to uh, the size of the public sector and how much money goes to uh, its paying its public servants compared to um, you know the UK, Spain and, and a raft of other countries. Well, actually, um, anecdotally, um, this brings me back to a, a budget analysis um, and an interview that I had, I think it was quite a number of years ago, pre-COVID, um, and it was with uh, uh, Jonathan Sacramento and he brought out his own analysis of um, you know how the public sector here compares to other countries um, you know and how, how much a, a similar type of analysis a similar type of comparison internationally um, and he was 
saying no look that, that you know in terms of the cost of it and how big it is in comparison to other countries that you know it wasn't at all bloated and it's a you know it no surprise to me and I always feel that there has been a consistent narrative um, certainly on the part of some ministers um, GSLP ministers to, to you always say that the uh, clerical in, in particular the clerical grades that they are inefficient that they're unsustainable that you know they, they are not um, you know economically viable and I've always thought that actually that narrative doesn't um, um, reflect Stack up. the truth of what happens in government departments. Okay, and you mentioned earlier um, some of the lower grades uh, in the civil service struggling because of the inflation that we've seen uh, in recent years. Uh, and um, the Unite study shows that 60% of workers are in a pay scale that starts on less than £30,000. Now, um, we've uh, put this to the government and the press office at the office of the Chief Minister have given us uh, a few counterpoints. Uh, principally, the Chief Minister is going to give his budget address yep. and all of this will be covered tomorrow and you can follow it live on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television. But um, water and electricity have gone up in Gibraltar, but if we're going to compare to the UK, for example, they've gone up 8% here as opposed to 300% in the UK. Uh, Social insurance has gone up, but in a controlled way, and it's lower than anywhere else in Europe. There have been increases, but, but controlled, no poll tax. Uh, if you have children, there are free scholarships and maintenance. Rates are lower. Mortgages uh, are even subsidized for 50-50 now, 50-50 uh, um, uh, housing. Water and electricity we've covered. Transport, tax allowances are much more generous. So uh, the, go the, the government basically pointing us to and, and, the, and the public and anybody reading the Unite report um, to, to sort of take what it's looking at in isolation and place it in the context of uh, a Gibraltar that is very livable. Um, yes, the cost of living is difficult, but it's a great place to live and in many uh, respects it's cheaper uh, than other places. What would um, you say to that? Well, well I mean, I... Well, what I would say to that is, is look, it's it's all well and good to to point to the UK and say, um, look, um, you know, w w in in many ways we're better off than the UK. I welcome that. Every aspect of life where we are, uh, you know, better off, I welcome it. But at the same time, if you think of the last, um, for example, let's say since 2011 to date, and you have a look at what's happening in the UK public sector at that time, you know, drawing comparisons and saying we're better off, I mean, it, it becomes relatively meaningless. If you look at the fact that the public services in the UK have almost been broken to a point of, I'll give you an example, the youth service, for example, doesn't even operate in the UK anymore. Um, you know, the extent to which, um, you know, public services have been broken down by, a, by, by you know, a consecutive right-wing government. So I'm not sure... So you, should, you, you shouldn't, so you, you think that we shouldn't be looking to the UK as a shining example? Well, exactly, and certainly not in, in, in terms of um, how the civil services run, how civil servants are appreciated, how civil servants are valued, because I don't think that that is you know, a, a, an ideal um, example. Okay. So, so, you know, we want to do better, don't okay. we? Okay, and in uh, just literally two or three words, what are you hoping from tomorrow's budget? Um, well, um, certainly what I'm hoping for is, is, you know, that within the context of our current economic situation that there should be um, some um, um, concession to the cost of to, to inflation. A public sector pay rise? A, a public sector pay rise. For and, part of the public sector? And, well, I, ideally for all, okay. but certainly something that gives greater assistance to the lower paid. Okay. 
Okay, well, thank you so much, Wendy, coming. I know that we'll continue to talk to you uh, tomorrow uh, and to make sense of this from the uh, GGCA's perspective. But thank you for joining us at Little Rock. Thank in you case for inviting mates. me. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. We've uh, taken Gibraltar today to town. We're here live from Casemates. Thank you to Little Rock for hosting us. Uh, and we're looking ahead to the budget tomorrow. And uh, it's my pleasure to be joined now by the host of the GFSB Business Podcast, David Revagliate. Uh, thank you for joining us, David. You've been speaking to businesses in recent months since the last budget. Uh, what were the main points last year and, and what are you looking out mm. for this year? Firstly, thanks, Jonathan, for inviting me up. I think just to, for your listeners to know that myself, I'm not a business leader as such, but my experience is based on conversations, as you say, with people running businesses uh, through the Gibraltar Business Podcast, through my work as a writer, and also my, my, my full time as, a, as a working for a professional services firm here locally. I think uh, the budget, we, you know, we don't have a crystal ball in terms of what's going to happen tomorrow, but we do know a lot about the, the backdrop of this budget and uh, businesses are operating in deep and un, uh, ongoing uncertainty of whether the agreement with the EU is possible. I think um, we're also facing kind of elections here and, and in Spain. Uh, obviously those are issues that are bigger, political and much bigger than maybe a, a budget speech uh, can deliver, but it is worth taking that into context in terms of where we are. Uh, the rising costs of everything at the moment is hitting uh, consumer spending, but also uh, the, the higher costs are, mean that businesses have no choice a lot of the time but to put that down to their customers. It's something that, from the conversations I'm having, they're really not comfortable doing, but a lot of the time it's a bit inevitable as well. I mean, the business has to make sense ultimately. You can take a, a lesser share of Absolutely. profit, you Absolutely. can even take a hit, but you, businesses wouldn't want to keep on going, running at a loss an extended period of time. Of course, of course, and, and this is it. It has been a bit of an extended period of time. If you're looking back even from Brexit, Covid, to the, the, the war in Ukraine, these are all factors that are affecting and they are sustained kind of uncertainties. So there is that kind of balance of do I raise uh, costs or, 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 or do I take a hit? Um, and add to that, we're in a situation where expenditure exceeds revenue at the moment. So, um, you know, hopefully, I think that's what the government would be looking to correct. Uh, if we look at last year, uh, last year was a tough budget, uh, so there was a lot in there that kind of really impacted businesses um, and you know some of those measures came in for a period of two years. So we'll see a bit more of that tomorrow I think. And, and we had that um, uh, flat fee, uh, I think it was £25 no, per week, mm. which was um, stopped yeah. because yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. unpopular, um, which, you know, it, it would be, I suppose, easy to criticise the government for uh, introducing a measure that was, if you like, uh, poorly thought out, uh, but they would also say, well, you know, we, we've listened to people's mm. uh, thoughts about it and, and, uh, and we've responded mm. to that. Um, but uh, if we look at uh, the current climate, what do you think the businesses will be looking out for specifically? I think again, I think you know, if you're going to the period that we're in, and again the context, the, the, the economic uh, performance right now is, is something that we have to kind of be really aware of. Um, we are hopefully looking for measures that will help us and help businesses um, operate a bit more competitively and maybe offset some of the costs uh, raised by inflation, etc. And so things like, you know, practical things that we might be looking for in tomorrow's budget could be no above inflation increases, uh, keep utilities uh, or minimum wage. 
uh, hold social insurance contributions uh, for full-time employees and lower, possibly even lower the threshold for um, those self-employed or part-time as well. Just anything that encourages employment. Um, things like the launch and hopefully funding of a, a business nurturing scheme. I know that that's something that the GFSB itself has on mm -hmm. their wish list. Would hopefully nurture and encourage businesses, uh, young businesses, to, to, to manage and kind of navigate what's going on at the moment. Um, and things like a hold of the corporate tax rate, I know that that went up a couple of years ago, and hopefully we can kind of maintain that as it is. Um, category two, you know, that always gets a kind of hit in the budget, um, and hopefully, let's see what happens tomorrow, maybe we hold those kind of thresholds. What about um, the, the sort of mood, if you like, because business people are entrepreneurial, they're, they're generally, um, you know, there to make the most of the situation, even if it is challenging, you get the sense that having survived those that have uh, the the cost of living crisis so far with hopefully the worst of it behind us uh, do you get the sense that there is a, a wave of optimism and if you like opportunity coming in the next like 12 24 months are people beginning to feel <laughs> like there might be some you know some I, exciting things ahead i tell you what from uh, the conversations i've had with the podcast i think what i do get is that because obviously i've talked about a really kind of dire economic uh, uh, situation where we uh, are uh, yeah and it's not specific to Gibraltar it's, <laughs> it's exactly yeah. these are global forces that we, yeah. we're dealing with but however Gibraltar is a community of entrepreneurs you know I think uh, as for as long as I can uh, we can all remember Gibraltar has lived within uncertainty so we're kind of really good at jumping on opportunities and and in terms of the time frame you're looking at 12 to 24 months who knows you know but but there are definitely some positives there there's a you know there's there's a huge kind of entrepreneurship movement happening with things with young enterprise uh, startup grind uh, the, the chamber, the GFSB are all there for, for businesses. So I think you know if if businesses are, are struggling or need to get their kind of the, the, a bit more about the about what they do out in the public eye, is to to approach these networks and, and, and speak to them. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. If um, if you're somebody who listens to podcasts, check out David Revagliate's GFSB Business Podcast, uh, which has a lot more talk of this yeah. nature. Thank you ever so much for joining us Thank and, you. and uh, best of luck with the podcast going forward. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Welcome to Gibraltar today, live from Casemates from the heart of a busy city centre. We've got two cruise liners in port, uh, so there are lots of tourists milling around looking at uh, the cafes and shops, hopefully spending a pound or two as well uh, to give local businesses a little bit of a lift prior to tomorrow's budget. Not that it'll be reflected in tomorrow's budget numbers, of course. Uh, the Chief Minister will take to Parliament and tell us what sort of a year it's been for uh, public finances and for the Gibraltar economy generally. He always does a, a sort of state of the nation address which will take up the first and, and a significant portion of his speech which usually lasts about three three and a half hours um, difficult to talk for so long but uh, I'm sure he'll manage it and he'll have plenty of interesting content for us to think about uh, Fabian Picardo of course will be live on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC television uh, and that's from Parliament tomorrow morning uh, today we're doing a little look ahead to that budget session talking about how businesses uh, are feeling uh, we spoke spoke to Wendy coming earlier 
earlier uh, about how um, how workers are feeling in the public sector and uh, we're doing so against the backdrop of a Unite the Union report uh, which says that average public sector pay has declined since the GSOP Liberals took office. It's a report that was published by GBC this morning, commissioned by Unite the Union uh, and published this morning uh, by GBC. It compares the situation as it was at November 2022 uh, to 2011-2012 uh, when the current administration took office. On average, public sector workers are now paid £1,500 less than they were back then. Once you take into account uh, the fact that everything has got more expensive by 27% when you uh, add up the rate of inflation over that 11-year period. Uh, and as a result, public sector pay now accounts for 9% of uh, the size of the economy. Uh, as opposed to 12% as it was when the GSOP Liberals took office. So the government is spending uh, a little bit less on paying for public servants, uh, but that is only on payroll, uh, as has been pointed out to us by the Office of the Chief Minister. Uh, that doesn't account for other aspects which contribute to the way that Gibraltar feels and how affordable uh, it, our lives are on this rock, uh, such as the price of electricity and water, which have shot up much more in the UK than they have in Gibraltar. They went up by 8% last year. Uh, social insurance has gone up, but it's still the lowest anywhere in Europe, according to the government. Uh, of course, if you have children, there are free scholarships and also maintenance. Rates are lower. Mortgages are subsidized. There's 50-50 housing available. Uh, tax allowances are much more generous, says the government. So to look at the payroll and how much of a percentage that accounts for, the public sector pay, how much of a percentage that is of the total economy is uh, effectively uh, not a particularly useful thing, says the office of the Chief Minister. Uh, but if you'd like to have a read of that economic report, it is now available on gbc.gi slash news. Uh, if you go to our top story today, you'll be able to click on the link and read it all for yourself. I'll just tell you one or two more things uh, about it that we have pulled out, um, which, um, which jumped out for us. Uh, and it's that uh, the total cost of the public sector is also um, fine, it's not the only measure, but if you look at it as a comparator to other countries, other developed countries, uh, Unite the Union's report says that uh, measured against 38 other countries, including the UK, including Spain, France, uh, that there are only four countries which spend less on the public sector than Gibraltar. So Gibraltar spends um, the fifth least on the public sector as uh, a measure of the total size of its economy. Only the Netherlands, Germany, Switzerland and Ireland spend less than us. Uh, and for Unite the Union, this is uh, pointing to the fact that the, uh, a public sector pay increase, which they've been lobbying for in recent years, uh, hasn't happened yet, uh, could happen tomorrow, we don't know. The, the Chief Minister said that he'll consider it for lower paid public servants. But the point that Unite the Union is saying is that it should be affordable for everybody in the public service beneath 
a senior executive officer grade. And if you look at that report, it has some suggestions as to how that could be achieved. One of them is borrowing more, but that's just one of them. Uh, uh, there are other um, measures such as changing uh, Gibraltar's tax rates to make it more progressive and less regressive, to quote the Unite the Union report. Um, all of this has happened. The 11 years have seen considerable growth in the Gibraltar economy uh, and uh, economic output per person has gone up by 56%, uh, which um, prompts Unite uh, and it, in its report the union asks where has all the money gone, which I suspect is a phrase which we'll see um, used and, and challenged uh, and uh, counter-argued. Uh, in the political life that the budget will take on after the Chief Minister um, gives his address tomorrow afternoon. Uh, but just to, to, to wrap up before we um, move on to talking to the GFSB, the Federation of Small Businesses, uh, the private sector wages looked at by uh, this UNITE report suggests that over the past 11 years, in real terms, after we account for uh, inflation going up so much, 27% over those 11 years, so everything uh, in Gibraltar is 27% more expensive than it used to be 11 years ago. Um, because of the, the price of manufacturing and, and, and the world economic uh, uh, developments that we've seen since, the war in Ukraine, COVID-19 pandemic, all of that. Uh, that means that everything has got more expensive. Uh, wages have gone up in the private sector, but by 3% overall. Um, while in the UK, for example, uh, they've gone up by 8% in that period. So private sector workers in Gibraltar are 3% better off in real terms than they were 11 years ago. But in the UK, as a comparator, uh, they are 8% better off. Uh, so a lot of numbers. Um, it's going to be like this for the rest of the week, I'm afraid. Uh, so if you don't like numbers, hopefully we can try and make it as accessible as possible to you. Uh, and really what it's about, Michaela Rees, is um, how we feel, how affordable our lives, how, how, we, how affordable we feel our lives are. Um, and, and what are businesses saying about that at the moment? How are they struggling? Are, are they managing to make ends meet? What, what Yes, there's a, there's a lot to answer there, isn't there? Luckily, I'm one of those people that does like numbers. Um, and it, it's unfortunate in a way that this report is so hot off the press because I would have loved to actually study in a bit more detail. What you do have to remember is that obviously figures can be manipulated to demonstrate a point or to argue a case as, as Unite quite rightly are, are doing. Um, you know, but um, the GFSB has not had the opportunity to digest the contents of the report and it would be very useful because because obviously um, there are certain sectors of, uh, of the business area, the private sector, um, which is specifically analysed within that report. So um, it is quite short, it's only 28 pages. So um, I hope that maybe we'll set aside some time um, to, to do that very soon. And obviously we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow with the budget. Um, yeah, so with regards to local business, I mean, obviously we've we've been struggling. We've, we've been hit a few times, haven't we, with Brexit and then obviously with 
with uh, with COVID and and Brexit, unfortunately, is still rumbling on, uh, which is 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 a shame. Um, but yes, the cost of living crisis is is really affecting business. Um, I am told um, from local business owners here that the um, the footfall on the streets is not what it was prior. I mean, as you said, it's very busy today, which is great to see. It's great. We got two cruise ships in, as you said. So so obviously the main street is absolutely buzzing, which is is lovely to see. But the question is, is are these people actually spending money? And that's the, that's the big question mark it, always. Yeah. No, because it's counterintuitive because when you're uh, a pedestrian on Main Street and you and you look at it and you see that it's very busy, mm. um, you just think, oh, this is great. This means that um, it's a good day and money is coming into the Gibraltar economy. Mm. But the reality is that even though these people have been able to pay for a cruise, it might be that they have a little bit less expendable income and mm -hmm. that maybe they're walking up and down Main Street, but we'll only buy a fridge magnet for, for <laughs> argument's sake. And, and in which case, then that's not really going to um, lift Gibraltar no. businesses that much, is it? I must be honest, I've never been on a cruise, but I am told a lot of people tend to go for a package deal. So exactly what you're saying, they may have budgeted for that, but they don't have that disposable income to then be spending, you know, on electronics and perfumes and other goods that we see on Main Street. Um, you know, and as I say, that that is a bit of a shame because we need to we need to increase the economy. The other thing as well is what we have to bear in mind is, as you've been talking about there, is we're actually talking about wages, which is locals, and and that is something that we really need to address on on our high street. We need the locals to be supporting local business, and I know that there's been quite a few sm small campaigns in that area trying to get people to shop more locally, um, and and it, it is difficult. It is um, obviously the cost here, especially when we look at things like um, food and and um, other other goods such as I, I know I've got a dog, so pet food <laughs> for instance. Uh, you know, it, it is it is a little bit more pricey here than perhaps across the border, but we do need to support our local economy. Use it or lose it is what they say. Isn't so, it? so so support the local economy even if something is more expensive because what it's keeping a, a friend, a, a relative, um, people based in Gibraltar in work keeping um, you know money in the local economy wherever possible uh, and, and and your argument is that uh, we need to look at these things in the round and not strictly compare uh, 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 you know a, a sort of price for example at a supermarket in Gibraltar with uh, a supermarket in Spain uh, because 100% of the money that you spend in Spain is going to stay in Spain uh, as opposed to uh, money that you spend in Gibraltar some of it staying in the local economy in the form of taxes, in the form of um, people's wages if they are people who, who live here and are going to then spend their money in Gibraltar. That, that's the, the sort exactly. of look at it in the round argument. And the argument as well obviously is if you are spending money locally then hopefully then the, the purchasing power those local businesses will have will be greater and by doing, um, do, doing that and supporting them then obviously those prices will come down. So it's a bit of a win-win really. Um, I'd like to to draw your attention, if I can, to the GFSB wish list. Yeah, I was just um, going to say, Michaela, uh, for anyone who's just joined us, Michaela Reese is a director of the Federation of Small Businesses. We are live from Casemates. Little Rock has ki kindly hosted us this afternoon as we look ahead to tomorrow's budget session. Uh, we know that the GFSB has made uh, a wish list available for the general election. Mm -hmm. uh, so not all of it will, would be, I suppose, addressable in a budget speech. But but please go ahead and, and yeah. pick out some of the things that you you are 
are hoping could be reflected in the Chief Minister's measures tomorrow? Yeah, so this was this was actually published in the most recent In Touch magazine. So you can probably pick that up in, in a few different locals in, in Gibraltar. So if you do see it, pick it up. You can have a look at it in a bit more detail there. Um, one of the things that you mentioned was um, social insurance. I think if I remember rightly, you said that social insurance was the lowest um, uh, in comparison, or one of the lowest, I should Lower say. Lower than anywhere else in Europe, according to the Office of the Chief Minister. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's always so, caveated. True, true. And I mean, it is true that social insurance here is quite low. The The problem in inverted commas is the fact that the lower um, the lower end of, of, the, uh, of the, the earners, they, they unfortunately, they have to part, start paying social insurance here um, much quicker than other countries. So unfortunately, if you're earning a very small amount of money, a very modest salary, let's say you're a cleaner um, and it's costing you, I don't know, you're earning £250 a month, something like that, you know, and 10% of that is going straight out. I mean, that doesn't leave you a lot Every in your wage Every single pound would count if you're on a, exactly. a, a low wage, for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah. And then obviously what you've got to think is, is that's not just somebody who's in one of those kind of jobs. That also means part-time workers. And when we start thinking about part-time workers, then you also need to think about, well, who is it who fills those jobs? And generally, it may be people who are less educated. It may be um, the female population because they tend to be the carers. Um, you know, and we need to sort of look at that in more detail um, because I, I do think there does need to be a, a, a restructure to social insurance. Um, and this is something that we have asked for in the wish list. Um, we also ask for a very practical measure is that the social insurance contributions, that they should be aligned with the tax year. So if there are any changes to be made, it would be great if they actually aligned in July because in the past we've had it in, in subsequent months, which does cause a few problems when you're it's running the payroll. To, of course, harder <laughs> to account. No? Exactly. And uh, one of the things bef before I, I let you pick up on another of the wish list items for the Federation of Small Businesses, uh, you've prompted the thought that the Unite uh, Economic Report, which has just been published and is on uh, gbc.gi, um, is that there is a sector by sector comparison um, uh, in respect of how well off uh, women are compared, how well paid women are compared mm. to men. Uh, or, or to put it more accurately, how poorly paid uh, women are compared to men, sector by sector. And it really makes for quite grim reading. Um, uh, and we know that these are, there are structural reasons for this, but um, uh, as somebody who is doing well in business and uh, is a woman, uh, uh, this must be sort of, you know, a, a difficult pill for you to swallow. No? Yes, it's quite frustrating um, and I think people who do know me, and this is a, a personal comment, but um, but I, I think that we need to educate our children at grassroots level. It's how we treat our, our children, our female children, and how they grow into women and then how they then move forward in business. Um, but, but even with regards to um, the practical side of things, again, I mean, we want to encourage businesses to be employing people here and what we need to see really, what we've asked for again in the wish list is a removal of the fees to register vacancies and to take on new employees it costs every business every time you take on a new employee it's costing you money um, which is over and above the administration we're having to pay fees to local government now if that could be removed as it was during covid that would be a great incentive to be taking on more employees. That's going to contribute to which local is, which economy. Which is what you want, and then that means exactly. that government makes money then uh, on, on, on their taxes. No? Exactly. Uh, so there will be more money coming in that way. Um, let's, let's sort of talk on a more basic level for somebody who's just joined us. Um, 
we're looking at the specifics, but um, how would you describe the, the sort of mood among businesses at the moment? Uh, I put to uh, David Rivagliate earlier that uh, business people are generally optimistic and entrepreneurial. Um, do you think that regardless of what happens in tomorrow's budget, that you know, you're going to get on with it and you're going to make the best of it, whether it's a, a better, a little bit better, much better or, or, or worse? You know, sort of I think there's situation. certain aspects that we're obviously not going to be able to control, such as you know the the uh, percentage of, of tax that people are going to have to pay. That is going to be set by government, and and obviously we will just have to make the best of it. Um, separately, though, I mean we do have some some good news in the sense that we're looking to see the business um, nurturing scheme coming back into play. Now that should really help a lot of small businesses, and it will allow them to develop and grow. Um, and and I think. That that is the kind of thing that we want to see the government promoting really okay um, and, um, and and on your wish list um, is mm. uh, uh, anything else that you'd like to highlight we know that the egov for yeah. example has been a significant talking point and to what extent it has been value for money so far to what extent it will be able to make uh, lives easier what is it that the GFSB is hoping for on egov yeah I just got my notes here to make sure I've got all the salient points covered um, so so really one of the big messages that we've put throughout all of this is that we want to see everything going online we want it online we want it transparent we want people to be able to access things freely such as the Gazette for instance this is something which you need to subscribe to at the moment um, so it would be really good if all businesses had free access to that and it should allow people to collaborate a little bit more if they know what other businesses there are in the local area okay so yes yeah, so the, GIF, the, the uh, Gazette sorry would tell you instantly for example if a competitor is looking to set up yeah um, potentially or, yeah yeah, yeah exactly or you'll be able to check whether a business has a business license for instance this is something that at the moment you have to pay a fee for um, you know if you're going into business and you're working with a supplier maybe you want to check that they are legitimately registered I know that this is something that gets flagged quite regularly so so as much as possible online and also just to make the mechanics of the processing that much easier because a lot of the time the businesses that we see that come in and ask us for advice at the GFSB often it's trying to work through the process and actually work at how to do something and that's what's taking them time and slowing them down with their business development and one of the items uh, on your wish list also is uh, improving public transport yes. why does that make a difference <laughs> to small businesses yeah you see you've seen the, the highlight there I mean I think really the the issue with the public transport is actually more about having uh, this is about tourism really so we've got an issue at the moment on the buses where we're expected to use the exact change otherwise obviously you don't get the the, uh, the change back um, now this is something we'd like to see change we'd like contactless payment because we think that again this is so busy at the moment with all these people from these cruise ships but wouldn't it be great if they were jumping on the bus and they were going up to Europa Point if they were if they were going around to uh, to Sandy Bay and spending money there as well in, in, in different places in Gibraltar exactly you look at Eastern Beach that is all going to be developed soon and we'd like to see people making use of public transport a lot more okay uh, so in in short Michaela um, it's a it's a difficult context in which tomorrow's budget um, will take place what is the Federation of small businesses hoping for to sum to sum up and don't worry if, if it's sort of a recap of what something you've already said to sum up essentially the GFSB is looking for more support for local businesses and what we want is we want it to be transparent we want the processes to be a lot smoother and we just want that financial stability so that we can move forward 
Okay, uh, this is Gibraltar today wrapping up down in Casemates, a very busy Casemates, two cruise liners in port. Are uh, these visitors spending money? Uh, we hope so. Uh, we've been talking about the context in which the uh, Chief Minister will deliver his budget address tomorrow in Parliament. You'll be able to follow it live on GBC television and on Radio Gibraltar. Because the speech is likely to eat into the one to two o'clock slot that Gibraltar today usually uh, is, is uh, living in, uh, we are not 100% sure we'll have to play it by ear. If there is some time for us to broadcast in between, for example, the Chief Minister's speech and the Leader of the Opposition speech, then I look forward to uh, bringing you some comments on uh, the Chief Minister's budget at this time tomorrow. But rest assured, as uh, we heard from the GBC CEO, uh, tomorrow night we will have special coverage of the budget on GBC News in an extended news bulletin from 8.30 to 9.30. We'll do our very best to make it accessible to you uh, and let you know uh, how the budget measures introduced by the Chief Minister are likely to affect your life. But for now, uh, from Little Rock in Casemates, thank you so much to Michaela and the rest of our guests for joining us. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.